God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 87 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. D. Welch, can you believe we have made it to 87 episodes on this great platform? We're almost at uh, like 200 shows total. Like yeah. between this and and rip the fence pretty crazy i've been doing like a lot of like reflecting lately just because i turned 30 last week and um like just uh, the amount of jobs there are in racing now compared to there were especially in dirt racing um just how crazy you know streaming is and you know media and technology and everything you can just consume from the from you know dirt racing is just something that we did not have 10 years ago right like in 2009 i would not know who you know won an all-star race until the next day probably right right so like it's just it's been there's been a lot of changes that have happened quickly um with the technology and and you know our podcast is nearly five years old. Yeah. Like, and it, I mean, it's like, yeah. Like, and we're going to talk to KT about this, you know, but like when his, when he won his first USAC race in two thousand sprint week, 2012, it was like, there was no streaming, you know, or anything. There was no, I mean, Twitter was around, but it was like, you know, in its infancy and it was like, you basically had to like get on Indiana open wheel, you know, during the race nights and follow along and figure out who was doing what and who would, you know, who'd won where. And, uh, and that was, that was 10 years ago. And now it's like the thought of that is, you know, is insane. You know, we can watch everything and, uh, you know, whenever we want. And it's, uh, it's crazy that it's, it's changed that much that fast. And even since you and I started the show, you know, it's, it's, it has obviously changed a lot. You know, I mean, flow wasn't as big a deal, five years ago, obviously, as it, as it's become now. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty crazy, you know, pretty crazy ride the last few years. Yeah. In 2013, I was with USAC. I don't think any of our races were streamed 2013. Yeah. Then you came in what in 2014 and 2015. Yeah. I mean, or... we had a few that we had a few that were on, uh, like speed shift and, um, but that was it. I think like, uh, nothing full time, you know, until, until I guess seven, 2017 was when flow took everything over full time. So, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, crazy to think about and how quickly it's happened. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, little Tyler, like would have been like obsessed with everything that's going on, you know, just because, you know, the racing consuming now I'm probably, I'm like so wore out from it that like, 
I'm like, it's just like second nature to me. So like, it was good to reflect this week, you know, thinking about some of the things that have changed because I do need to like, you know, humble myself every once in a while, you know, and like, think like, this is not normal, right? Like this, you know, this is a cool job. This is a cool deal that we're doing. You know, this is a cool way to, you know, you know, racing is cool, you know? So like, you know, we got to keep remembering that and, and, and it's cool. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to uh, have another week of Indiana sprint week, just coming off of, you know, one of the coolest weeks of the Kings Royal. Um, so it's busy time, but it's also a fun time. Um, Kevin Thomas Jr. You mentioned he's going to be on the show today. He started off the year with snow racing and the Tezos All-Stars, and it did not go as well as they wanted it to go, right? Um, they ended up parting ways. He's now going back to non-wing sprint car racing with Carson Garrett and his dad, Brock Garrett. Um, they have two cars. Carson runs one and KT runs one. Um, but he's going to get a, a chance to defend, you know, defend his USAC Indiana Sprint Week title that he won last year. And good non-wing sprint car driver, um, and it's going to be fun to uh, hear a story on the show today, you Welch. Yeah, and, and you know, KT obviously is going to be a great addition to, um, you know, the already competitive nature of of Sprint Week. You know, you get um, one of my favorite parts about Sprint Week, you know, is the fact that you get the guys that are, um, you know, the local weekly regulars, you know, at all these racetracks um, that come in and are competitive, you know, and and um, even if they maybe don't always have, you know, the most success in the race, you know, they qualify well, or they win a heat race or, and it just kind of messes things up, right. It messes up the usual, um, you know, routine of these USAC guys that just run the national races. And, and obviously all of them now, you know, have so many laps at these tracks that it's not as big of an advantage as it may be, uh, you know, maybe used to be, but it, it just, it disrupts things, you know, having, having the additional cars and the, um, the additional cars that are really good. So, um, you know, KT is another one that's obviously going to come in there and, and contend for wins every single night. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch how everybody, you know, adapts to another, uh, another guy that's going to be up front all the time. Eight nights of non-wing sprint car racing on flow, the best non-wing sprint car drivers in the entire country racing Indiana sprint week. Uh, be sure to check that out. Let's get into some of the winners from this past week. Brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Uh, it is our Sun Dollar Hat Shake of the Week. Uh, you can visit them at sundollar.net. They are water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. They'll put a roof on your house. Um, Jason and Kim, you know, Jason's company, great people. Um, Kim really does all the work for them, right? Like she's like the secretary, you know, she she builds out all the stuff and, and you know, works her ass off. So, um, I gave her a sun dollar hat shake last week. Um, she, but she deserves one every week. Right. So, uh, let's, let's get into our winners. Um, Attica raceway park, Kyle Larson won with the outlaws. Ryan Timms won a USAC national midget, uh, you know, midget race at red dirt raceway. That was on Tuesday, July 12th, July 13th. David gravel won with the outlaws. I believe that was the Joker's wild. Yes, that was the Joker's wild. Uh, and team won the USAC national midgets, uh, series race at Solomon Valley Raceway in Beloit, Kansas. Been to that track. That is a cool place. Um, Sprint Invaders Association Paul Neenheiser won. Brent Marks won the historical big one, $100,000 on Thursday on my birthday, July 14th at Eldora Speedway. Uh, didn't I say that he was going to win at least one, right, last week? I think he did. Yeah, but after he won the historical big one, I'm like, yeah, he's going to win both. 
there's there's no question about that. Uh, they had so much speed, and then in baller status, they were just like, you know what? We're not even going to run the night before the Kings Royal. Who needs that twenty grand? Who needs the twenty grand? We rather we rather just go out there and and win another hundred and seventy five. Yep. They just skipped the Very morning confident. program because it rained out. It rained out Friday. The night before the Kings Royal rained out at Eldora. They raced at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Yes, that is right. I drank all night at Eldora and woke up the next day to work at 10 a.m. Uh, stumbling, stumbling out of the campgrounds. Uh, but 100% the right call. And I tweeted it out. And they probably should get my Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake. Eldora Speedway and the World of Outlaws nailed everything they did the entire week when it came to weather. They got every single feature lap in with the forecast they had all week was just remarkable. They ran at 10 a.m. on Saturday. They started their, um, you know, night before the King's Royal program and raced all day, basically, to beat the rain at, like, 10 o'clock at night. I think it was, like, 1030, maybe, they, they threw the checkers, which I thought was awesome. We were leaving that early, but it started to rain as soon as the checkers flew. Like, they beat it in a nick of a time, and it was, it, it was a good week in Eldora. Yeah, it was, and it was great to watch. You know, I was, I was watching from afar, but, um, great crowd as always. And, and, um, that's what, you know, I mean, that's, that's what, that's what puts Eldora in the next, you know, in, you know, the cut above every other place is that they just understand how to run, you know, a big program like that. You know, they understand how to be fluid and, and, you know, on their feet kind of making decisions and, um, you know, like you said, to, to get every lap in, um, and, you know, for the track to hold up the way it did, you know, with, with, um, you know, basically like a show, what was a show, you know, a show and a half basically of, of racing on it, um, you know, in the middle of the day was, uh, was great, you know, so they, uh, they, they've got a lot of practice at it for whatever reason, it seems like lately, a lot of their big events have been getting impacted by rain and weather and whatnot. And, um, you know, they've, they've done a great job to just kind of adapt and, and make it happen. Yeah, it's not a week at Eldora unless it rains once. I mean, it's just, right. you can't have a week. You know, it's just pop-up rain showers. I mean, uh, the first day, well, one of the days it rained, uh, the track was super juiced up. Actually, that was the Joker's Wild. It was the first night. Um, that was a pop-up shower that no even, it wasn't even on the radar. And it poured like crazy, and they still got the track ready to go. Um, which is, you know, they just, Tony had a really good week, uh, working on the track and, and, uh, helping those guys get that thing in I thought they had great racing surfaces all week. Um, Jordan Kinzer won a local show at Bloomington with the non-wing sprint cars. Um, let's see who else chase Randall won a Midwest sprint touring series race. Or is that at, that was at Jackson motorplex Mitchell moles. You said, is that his first midget win? Uh, Yeah. So, because he like, got a sprint he, car win he before a, he got a midget win, he won a midget and a sprint car race in the same week. His first one's for USAC, which I think Jeff Gordon is the only other guy in USAC history to do that. Win his first midget race and sprint car race in the same week. So, Damn. pretty good company. It's as good as company as you can get, right there. So, yeah. Jeff Gordon was the only one to win a midget and a sprint car feature, his first of his career in the same week. I think so. I think that's what the, the stat was. USAC put it out there. That's awesome. Congrats to Mitch Moles. Uh, he Mitchell Moles. He his first his first win was a sprint car win, and he's running full time in the midgets. Uh, but he's been pretty lights out uh, in both series this year. He's been running really really well, and it's that was a great find. 
by you know not only Chad Boat but also the Reinbolds, right? To to put him in their sprint car and then uh, for Chad to put him in their midget. Um, Dominic Selzy won. Oh, uh, I think he came from 14th to win at Ocean Speedway in the 360s. I uh, watched that one when it was raining in the campgrounds at Eldora. Uh, let's see what else. Lance DeWeese won at Williams Grove. Congrats to him. Uh, Danny Smith still winning it. United Sprint League race at Caney Valley Speedway. Did I say that right? I think so. Caney Valley. Uh, nice win. World of Outlaws. David Gravel. So 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 Gravel won two prelim features at Outdoor this week, but um, couldn't take the big checks. Uh, I'm sure he'd probably give up one of those to to switch with Brent Marks, don't you think? Yeah, I would Couple think of those. so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably give up both. <laughs> He'd give up both, yeah. He'd give up all of his Eldora wins, probably, to take one of those that, that Brent Marks won. Um, Jefferson County Speedway, Buddy Kofoid won with the USAC National Midgets. Ian Madsen won a Midwest Power Series race at Knoxville Raceway. So did Aaron Reitzel. Actually, he, he, Reitzel just won the local 410 show there. Um, did you see that crash at Knoxville? That was gnarly. Oh my goodness! Who was that? It was it was a three sixty qualifying, right, or something? Yeah, like that? it was a three three sixty. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head what the guy's name was, but yeah, that was that was frightening. Jake Blackhurst won at River Cities. Justin Zimmerwin won at Super B Speedway. Uh, we're getting down in the weeds here. It looks that like Jake Blackhurst, that Jake, the Jake Blackhurst race. That's my hat shake. Did you see that? I think that's why I, I mentioned it because he, he like, I think the announcer didn't even to, know he won. No. Yeah. He went third to first in the last corner and went by the leader so fast that the announcer didn't even realize he got passed. Like the announcer called the wrong guy winning because Blackhurst flew by him so fast that they had no idea. It was, a, it was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. He like ripped. It was like a Sheldon, uh, you know, when he, when he won the Ironman, right? Was, yeah. was the Ironman? Yeah. Or was just. It? At Houston's, yeah, I mean, just literally ripped the curb through three and four and went from third to first and was like three car lengths ahead of those guys by the time he crossed the line. It was amazing. <laughs> Hat shake from D. Welch to Jake Blackhurst. That was I, – I, I knew I was thinking of something when I mentioned his name. But, yes, I did see that replay. And then Cannon McIntosh won a power eye race at Sweet Springs. So those those uh, were all the winners. Mine has to go to Brett Marks. Uh Greatest sprint car driver in the world right now. They are on fire. He owns his own team now. You know, he and CJB split up for performance reasons. You know, like, like he was just wasn't getting it done in the CJB car. And now he's kicking everyone's ass in his own car. Like, it's yep. it's a remarkable story. It is. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely made the right move, it appears. So we should probably uh, we should probably give one two to to young money and big cat for starting their own new sprint car series. It's going to pay some big money in the middle of the week, um, which will be a nice, uh, you know, nice kind of summer edition. And and they haven't released the rest of their schedule yet, but their first one uh, is going to be at Putnamville, um, August 16th. It's a Tuesday night, 22,000 to win uh, wing sprint car race. So that'll be uh that'll be a fun series to follow, you know, as they, they put the rest of their schedule out for next year and, and beyond. Good shout. Right like here on said, flow. Like said, the first, yeah, the first race is on flow, uh, and so is the the twelve race series next year. 
Um, yeah, they had that press conference at Eldora Speedway. You can check that out on Flow Racing. But uh, the Big Cat and Kyle Larson, Young Money, have not only bought a racetrack this year at Silver Dollar Speedway, but they're also starting a sprint car series, um, which I think is really cool. And I t- and I talked to Larson's dad. Um, you know, we sat him down for an interview for this uh, film that we're working on, and he says that it's really cool to see him like giving back to the sport, right? Like like Tony Stewart did. You know, he bought Eldora Speedway, he bought the All Stars, he kept investing, investing back into the sport, right? Like, and 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 he hopes that that's Kyle's legacy. And, and I think that, uh, it definitely could be right. Um, he even said that he liked the fact that he's giving, you know, back to the rest of the community rather than having his own team. He, you know, yeah. like he, he, he would, he, he likes this better. And I think he, you know, Kyle's probably gonna have more fun doing it. And, um, you know, big cat, when I talked to him, he loved working at silver dollar speedway. Like, I think he's like, it's so much fun. You know, it's it's so much fun to uh, you know see something that you put together, and um, same conversations I've had with like Shane Stewart right at Port City Raceway. Like, it's just fun being able to work on something that hard and see you know the fruits of your labor come together. Yeah, and you know Brad's a guy that you know, and not that Kyle isn't, but Brad's a guy that you know is not afraid to get his hands dirty. You know, working on the race car or working you know, on the racetrack or, you know, whatever, like we see that all the time, you know, he's, he's right in there with his crew guys, you know, you know, making whatever changes they need to make on the car, you know? So, um, and then Kyle, obviously, you know, now kind of has the resources to, to, um, you know, to start his own, you know, his own deal with Brad. And I think it's going to be a great, great pairing and combination. Cause I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's a, a family bond there, but you know, they're just two guys that, you know, love to race and love the sport and want to, want to help it grow and um you know i think they're going to be a good you know a good match as far as you know running a series and and kind of sharing ideas and and you know growing it that way so it'll be uh it'll be fun for sure the high limit sprint car series like you said uh, the first race is that tuesday after knoxville at lincoln park speedway um should be really fun and then to see what they can do with their series next year they haven't announced any dates or tracks for next season which they will do hopefully by the end of the year um all right i believe that is all of our hat shakes brought to you by sun dollar restoration visit them at sundollar.net let's talk to kt he is next this is episode 87 of the loud pedal podcast on flow racing gentlemen start your engine race cars too are historic they are the ancestors of the current indianapolis car as we get ready for exciting you said car but we're not here for horses we're here for horsepower and we're back on the loud pedal podcast we promised you kevin thomas jr has joined the show we are Live in the midst of the British Open as he is taking on Cameron Smith and Rory McIlroy on the golf course. What's up? What's up, KT? Oh, not too much. Just enjoying a day on the golf course. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like he's playing quite as well to contend with those guys today, T-Bone. No, TJ, TJ just hit a good shot, though. About six foot from the pin. From 200. Nice. It looks, like you're a, it looks like you're a pretty good golfer, though. Not all, apparently. 
got me? That yep. left moving? Alright, yeah, I'll search still. Yeah, I mean, I said, what? what's your handicap? What kind of a handicap golfer are you? Uh, probably eight. That's about where I'm at. We gotta, we gotta play then. Okay, what you said, ten bucks a hole. Yeah, ten bucks a hole. All right, we'll do it. I'm gonna be at all of Indiana Sprint Week. I'll bring my clubs. We'll, fi- we'll, we'll find a night or a day. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Is that our off day? We'll play right. Yeah, it's our off day. We'll play right here by my house. All right, I'll bring the clubs. Talk Deal. me into it. Bring Dylan is, Dylan is a terrible golfer. Let's say I'm better than I used to be. You have gotten better. You're not great. That's good. If you ever, if you ever do get it down, you got the length. Yeah, exactly. I can get up. I can get up and down the, uh, up and down the course. Now that time I played with you, I was pretty bad, but that was a long time ago. So I'm a little better than I was then. We won't talk about that. We won't talk about those times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah anywho um it's been an interesting year for you obviously uh you started out wing sprint car racing and uh with the all-stars uh what happened there how what all, what all happened on that and, and then how'd you end up where you are that went to shit didn't it huh yeah it was <laughs> uh it was just not that great of an experience i mean i still would like to go wing racing you know but you got to do it with the right people and uh, if you don't do it with the right people, the right crew around you, not that I, like, I had a good crew. I had, you know, Anton, who's stuck with me, you know, through a lot of lot of stuff. And, you know, we were just new to all of it. And, uh, you know, we thought we could just figure it out as we go. And we were uh, sadly mistaken. Um, but, man, it was, uh, I did learn a lot. I learned, learned quite a bit, uh, you know. So it wasn't an awful experience, but, uh, you know, the, results side of it obviously everybody's like oh my god he sucks in a wing car yeah, okay but um it's just one of those deals like you're racing against a bunch of tough people and uh you know they got their stuff together and if and if you don't it's gonna show and uh, you know your engine program has to be right and um you know even down to logistics the way you get to the car you know the amount of time you, you spend all day you can't be last minute you got to be prepared uh, it's all the little stuff, uh, you know, and that's why the big teams prevail. You know, they're they're seasoned one. You know, they got the finances to do it too. Uh, the engine programs are good, and uh, their crew members are, you know, uh, you know, it, it's hard to say. A lot of you know, you got like a Jake Argo that's you know is new to it and had success right off the bat, but uh, you know he's really good at what he does. Um, you know, you just got to have good crew guys, good crew chief um you know i do a lot of my own my own setups and stuff on the non-wing side so but i've done it for 15 years so it's not that big of a deal to like process it like obviously you guys still know what you're doing but uh being able to switch that off go drive the race car and then switch it back on is a little tough to do in the wing side just because mainly i didn't know what the hell i was doing so it it just made the the learning curve kind of non-existent so, I mean, is that what you feel like the big difference is? is like you on the crew chief side of things, that's maybe where you guys just kind of need or you needed some help and, and to just kind of take some of the load off of your shoulders? 
Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of multiple different uh, scenarios that, that probably should have happened uh, that didn't, you know, looking back on it, you know, you can win every race, you know, after the race type of deal. So it's, um, you know, there's multiple things that I should have done uh, and should not have done. Um, so it's, uh, it was a learning experience, not really one I wanted to take at 30 years old, but I did it. So it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I do feel like, uh, you know, like I, I've drove a couple people's wing cars that, you know, you just hop in and drive them. Uh, you know, you tell them what you feel, uh, and, and then they make the correct decision. And sometimes not always, but, um, you know, everybody messes up even like the race car driver like if you put it in a bad spot and the car was good you got to get out and be like hey but that was that was on me you know but you know you got to have people around you that whenever they mess up too that it's not always your fault always their fault you know you it's the chemistry i feel like that um and people taking responsibility for their actions and responsibility on the team as well uh just just everything that that needs to go down in order to get to the racetrack prepared up just a bunch of little stuff that uh, turns into big things, and I, I feel like the crew chief side uh, is is beginning to, uh, I guess, take value. You know, you got your Paul Silva's, your Ricky Warner's, and um, you know, you got a bunch of guys in there, like people on the All Star Tour, Argo. You know, Kevin Osmolsky. Those those guys, they really get their cars rolling around the racetrack, and their drivers succeed. So it's uh, it's it's one of those things that I I just feel like that is a big big tool uh to have in the toolbox yeah yeah and like clinton boils i know like clinton boils is a race car driver for instance like i feel like if you could just do one or the other like you could you could you know just because the wing series is so elite like you almost have to do one or the other you have to be either a crew chief or you have to be a driver it's almost hard to do both i mean you see a lot of guys do it but it seems to be that in the non-wing sprint cars you know like you and, and blue and grant and these guys can can kind of do it still and make it work I, I don't know why that is though uh probably just we've done it for so long um you know there there are some people that do it in the wing side of stuff you know like i just raced in california and you know justin sanders won the race and i know he does a lot of his i don't know him personally but from what i've heard is he he does a lot of his own stuff so um you know you can do it but like doing the uh traveling part of things the, the the logistics and everything that comes with that being able not only setting your car up but like managing everything you know paying employees and shop rent you know making sure that the guys are are paid you know you got oil changes in the truck like being a complete operation manager eventually takes a toll whenever you travel that much and you don't know what you're doing now a non-wing side like that stuff is like second nature at this point but setting the race cars up i'd fairly do the same thing everywhere we go with a non-wing car so it it's just uh it's not as as foreign to me but the the wing side you know i'm over there spazzing out on what who's running what wicker bill or you know, do we run a seven off? Do we run an eight off? Do we run a six off? And just all kinds of stuff that, um, what shock numbers, you know, I know non-wing shock numbers, like it's the back of my hand, but wing shock numbers are just way different, you know, and where to put your weight. It's just, uh, it's something that I really uh, failed. I underestimated it. 
quite a bit, and I don't have a problem admitting that. Um, you know, I thought I could just roll in and, and do the things the way I do it on the non-wing side, and oh shit, that was bad move. Well, and I think these guys I mean that's yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing, right? Is that you look at like I mean, you know, Tyler is probably the outlier, but like you look at guys like Wyndham and guys like Hunter even, and and like yourself, who obviously were really successful non-wing guys first and it's taken them a long time and it is still taking them a long time to kind of just figure out how to do the wing stuff right so i mean it's it has to be difficult to just keep trying to come back and do it and keep you know i mean you have to go through your your struggles right and take your lumps and that's hard to do it it is and uh you know obviously the the competitive side of me wants to win you know and and that's and i just completely i was like okay listen i'm about to get my ass kicked for however long it takes. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out that well. It was, it was, a it was a situation that was really going nowhere. Um, and it was never going to get any better. I, I don't care what, what happened. Um, and that's just the way it was, you know, you just get into those situations, but I, I feel like with the right group, your, your learning curve speeds up quite a bit. And, uh, you know, whenever, say you got a, a Tyler situation, um, you know, he's got a, good season crew chief he's got the finances behind him whether it be Noss or Richard Marshall or whoever it is that's spending the cash you got Tim Clawson in there that's that's managing the race team and make sure and every you know I's dotted and T's crossed and and then Tyler shows up with his t-shirt trailer and knows whenever he gets to the racetrack that his stuff's well prepared his guys are taking it very seriously and he gets to do his job you know, and that takes a huge load off your shoulders to, to be able to do those things. And, uh, you know, it, it really it allows you to focus. And, you know, the guys that are able to focus that are new, uh, their their curve of, you know, figuring out how to do this uh, is a lot steeper. And, you know, I'm not saying that's everything. Obviously, he's very talented in what he does. Like, we're not stupid. But, you know, those there's things that help. And uh, I feel like Tim Clawson, the way he manages a race team and the way he runs everything, really, he's prepared a year in advance. So the whole run in 60, whatever races, the year that Tyler did it before he went to the All-Stars. And then, like, there was preparation. There was there was years of of, of knowledge put into, you know, let's build this race team into – x and and once you do that you know you will succeed you know with the right people the right driver the right crew um it's just a given so you know i I, hats off to those guys they they did a great job but it has been tough for you know like a like a windham windham's not he knows how to drive a race car and like you got to get like austin austin was a wing guy and then he turned into a non-wing guy then he now back to wing and a lot of things change and five years you know he worked for me at one point so um you know we were just all non-wing 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 and you know you take two or three years off now you're backed up five years and uh you just you just can't do that because there's tires change engines change the what heads you run what what style of wings people are running you know it's just a bunch of little stuff and then you also you got to transform a non-wing guy into a wing guy you know at somewhat of the highest level you know, at some of the hardest racetracks, whenever it comes to, you know, your Port Royals, Williams Grove, your Atticas, and 
your slick Ohio tracks, you know, stuff that we're so foreign to. We have no idea what dust even looks like whenever it comes to that. And, uh, like, we we get dry slick racetracks every once in a while, but it ain't nothing like that. So, um, man, it's just, it's tough. It's really tough. And, uh, you know, uh, hats off to people that are trying to do it. It is possible, but you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to head back to your comfort zone. Well, you already have actually racing for, um, you know, uh, the Garrett's and, uh, it's been a good start for you guys. You've had some strong runs, some wins. Uh, are you ready to defend your Indiana sprint week title and get another rocking chair? Uh, yeah, I would like that. Uh, it would be good for this team as well. You know, they're, they're new, you know, the kid ran for, um, cause obviously Brock Garrett and Carson Garrett, you know, their father, son, and, and his kid is who his main priority is. But, uh, you know, I feel like the, the kid can drive a race car. But, um, you know, I had to explain to him the other day, man, it took me five years to win one race. And he's getting a little down. And I'm like, this is some tough competition that you're, you're going up against to just learn how to drive a race car. And, um, you know, I'm excited to work with those guys and, and maybe speed his his progress up a little bit uh, just with some with some knowledge about driving the race car or, or even you know, Doug Doherty, who that's who sets his cars up, uh, you know, even a little bit on, on that side, um, you know, helping him out just a little bit, maybe uh, Carson a little bit more comfortable. So I got two things that I, I would like to do. I'd like to win them in my sprint week one, uh, myself another, but um, I also would like to, to help those guys. You know, they're, they're really good people. And, uh, you know, as much as everybody thinks I'm an asshole, uh, like I feel like the kid, you know, needs a little bit of pick me up and, um, you know, some, some things that I could do to maybe help his, his learning curve is, is kind of what I want to see. You know, it's, uh, I got, I got to, to know them over the last, uh, year, year and a half or so. And, uh, you know, they're really good people and I'm, I'm happy to run for them. They, they, they do the right things and, you know, they're behind me a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, you know, continue that gesture of being behind the team and, and the kid as well. So it's uh, it's something that I'm looking forward to. And, you know, we're going to race a little bit more after Sprint Week as well. But, um, you know, that's that's our main goal right now. Yeah, 10 years ago this year, right, was your first your first Sprint Week win, or your first Sprint Car win at Bloomington, the first USAC race? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And now you're, now you're the old vet that gets to come in and, and show the kids how to do it. Now I'm the old guy. I had hair last time I did that. <laughs> We're getting old. Not, not a lot. It was thinning, but I had it. <laughs> what stands out to you about that, that first win KT, when you look back on that? Uh, just the amount of excitement that like, I see it uh, played sometimes, you know, the victory lane deal. Like I was out of my mind at my, and uh it's just the feeling of success you know trying so hard for so long uh you know there's social media wasn't big back then so nobody even nobody even knows you know it's like you know my my shop was a car wash for two years and just going through all the things that uh, i kind of went through and to get to that point to finally win you know to have a little bit of backing from um a family friend, you know, to get us started and then to also do what we, we sought out to do, uh, you know, that was quite rewarding. So, uh, you know, it's just, 
sometimes I take a little bit of a little bit for granted. Um, you know, wins and stuff like that. I don't get as excited anymore, but, um, you know, it's just, it was, it was such a, such a fun day. Um, and, was, and it's, uh, it's just one of those things where, where you, you work so long and, and you put so much into it and you have so many downs that you finally get one up and, you know, it just makes all those other ones disappear. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you win your sprint week title last year pretty much on consistency, right? I mean, did you guys win a race that that week? I can't remember. No, didn't win a race. Never done that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't win a race. I ran like so second, that's never third, been done before? fifth all week. Oh, no, it definitely has. Hey, it worked. Yeah, it's been, I want to say like the last four. Nobody's won. I, at, one, at one time, sorry, there's guys around us hitting. But that's my ball, buddy. And uh, there was there was guys. Uh, I want to say I was the last guy to win Sprint Week and a race in 2017. Still am. Mm. So yeah. it's not common to win a race and Sprint Week. Hmm. Apparently, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, so you won a title in 2017, and then of course last year, uh, which last year was you know I feel like it was just as, as emotional for you, uh, you know, and Hobstot, you know, sitting in that chair, um, just. What does that week mean to to Indiana Sprint Car Racing and, and you know specifically you who gave up everything to go to Indiana to race with those boys? Like, what does that week mean uh, to you know this this form of racing? It means a lot. You know, I have a lot of uh, like I started out like during during Sprint Week, you know, back in like two thousand eight and or seven somewhere right in there. So it's like. That's that's what I knew from day one. That that's that's all I wanted to do was just ever. I just wanted to win Sprint Week ever, and uh, you know it started out just winning a race, and it, then once you win a race, now you're like, okay, now I want to win Sprint Week, and um, you know it's always always gone to it and always been a part of it. You know, not always ran it, but I've always been there, and uh, you know seeing. Dave Garland, John Stambro, Levi Jones, those guys went sprint weeks and sit down there and, and hold the big trophy and the rocking chair. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like what I, what I grew up wanting to do, you know, from age 16. So, um, you know, being able to, to win one and then now win two, um, it's the, the first one was, was really special because of who I wanted with, uh, you know, we were, everybody else had day jobs. And we weren't a professional race team. We had one car, two engines, minimal spares, and we just went out and just raced. And we ended up winning Sprint Week. And, um, you know, last year's obviously, you know, everybody's day job is working on the race cars. And, but it was nice to, to do it in the team car once again, or the family car, and uh, with the 9K on it and, and, and know that, that you succeeded as not only a race team, but as a family. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to, to have that feeling that you and your wife and your, your, your mom, your dad, your stepmom, everybody that kind of helped put this together, McDonald's, Dr. Pepper, you know, it paid off for everybody. So uh, I was, I was excited for that one. Last thing, and then we'll let you go. And just kind of in the same vein, you were just talking about family. Um, and to get to go race again with another father son duo, you know, this, this coming week with Brock and Carson, um, is there some sentimental value to that for you to, you know, to kind of get to watch them 
go through the motions of, of trying to kind of build their team, you know, as father and son, like, you know, you and your dad did? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I see them and the, the, the passion that the dad has for racing the, the kid as well. You know, he, he wants, he wants so bad, you know, to run well, but it's like, man, I, like explaining to them, uh, you know, how tough it is, you know, it's hard to grasp for a second, you know, three or four years down the road, you'd be like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like that was tough what we were trying to do. And, uh, you know, and I tried to explain that to those guys and, and they're very open to whatever I have to say. And, um, you know, watching them grow as a, as a father, son duo one, but also as a team, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable of what they're, they've been able to do. And, like, I want to say this is their first year of owning stuff. So, uh, you know, they got really nice stuff and, uh, you know, they got good people that work on it and, you know, they've kind of let me take the reins of my, my own stuff, which I'm appreciative of. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I also got to do my job. If they're going to take the chance for me to, to help them, uh, build one, their race team to help their kid and three win races, you know, I got to do all three if that's what I said I could do. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that and, you know, being able to watch those guys uh, um, just work together and, you know, and be open to, to whatever comes their way is, is pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be a fun story to watch. Uh, what hole are you on? What How, how much you got left? How many holes? Well, me, me and TJ got a little uh, ahead of ourselves. We, we had a, a threesome and a foursome in front of us that were dicking off, so we've been bouncing around holes so we can, uh, so we can get 18 in. and, uh, I'm on hole 18, but we've only played three on the back nine. So we got, we got a couple more. All right. I'll bring my clubs. 10 bucks a hole. You better 200 bucks. Maybe, maybe, maybe just nine first. And then, uh, we'll, we'll see. After. No, see no, how much no, no, I'm, I'm no. We're the same handicap. It's even playing field. As I say, he'll be how, out of money. So how much money did you say? How much money did you say? 200? 200 bucks. All right. Brought to you by you Sun go. Dollar Restoration. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell them to Venmo Jason, you some money. Jason, I need $200. <laughs> no. All right. That's Thanks funny. for coming on the show, man. Uh, go, yeah, good no luck, worries. and we'll, uh, we'll see you every day. This, this All week. right. Thanks, buddy. See you, KT. It seems like every time I need like some kind of sponsorship, it's like brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. <laughs> no, he's never giving me a dime. Well, he's getting he's giving flow money, right? Of course. Uh, for the I podcast, say, I'll believe but... I will believe it when I see it when you spend two hundred dollars of your own money to play golf against somebody. On anything. well, the problem is, is like most of the time I don't usually play people with my handicap. I try to go with someone who's a little bit worse than me, so I end up you know, at least staying even or, you know, if you have some inconsistent, inconsistent shots there every once in a while, but like, if yeah, I was, eight to nine, maybe, yeah, that's about where I'm at. So I say if I was, if I was driving up there instead of flying, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd drive up at a couple of days early and play with you guys, but I don't get in until Thursday. Yeah. So what day are you going to be there? Well, next Thursday. So Putnamville. I'll be at Putnamville. Okay. Um, what is it? The because Terre Haute's the twenty seventh. Yeah, oh, so it'll be the day after Terre Haute. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at uh 
I'm looking at my calendar right now that is filled with all of Indiana Sprint Week. Yes, uh, Heavy Lunch is hitting the road, uh, or as Kim uh, calls my wife, Mrs. Heavy Lunch. And I was like, please don't say that to her face. Is she coming with you? <laughs> yeah, she, her and the dogs. Um, we're gonna, we're getting, Where are you guys couple, staying? Uh, well, we got one Airbnb in Muncie for six days and one Airbnb wow. in downtown Bloomington for five days. Are you, uh, so, are you staying near ball state? I don't know. It's a you, little need to, uh, you need to hit the chug. The chug. Yeah. Go on to ball state's campus. Go to the chug Thursday night's right, karaoke sure. night. Sure. We'll get some rain outs in there. Don't you think? Sure. I mean, you're, you're I bound to do. I don't know if we had any rain outs uh, last year, um, but this year's Indiana Sprint Week is an expanded eight days. So um, get your pen and pencil ready if you want to go. Friday, July 22nd is Gas City at I-69 Speedway. Um, Gas them up city on Friday. So then Saturday is Kokomo, the 23rd. Sunday is Lawrenceburg, the 24th. Monday is Circle City, the 25th in Indy which I've yet to go to that racetrack yet. It's rained almost every time I tried to go there, so I'm excited to get to that place. Um, well, I've been there to the facility, but I've never watched a race there. Um, Wednesday, July 27th, so yes, the day off where I'm going to square off against Kevin Thomas Jr. in a um, $10 a hole golf tournament. That's going to be on Tuesday. Wednesday, July 27th is Terre Haute. Thursday, July 28th is Lincoln Park Speedway. Friday, July 29th is Bloomington. And then, of course, as always, the, it ends in a different state nearly uh, at Hobstadt. It's, a, it's such a sucky drive after that. But at least you know it's over, right? It's like yeah, it's like an extra four hours. Well, I mean, it is from Indy, right? It's four hours or something? Uh, three hours? Maybe? I think with – I mean, with the time change maybe. I mean, it's closer to three, I think. Yeah. But it sucks. But yeah, that you drive basically, sucks. You automatically are going to get back at 3 a.m. Like, right. There's no question about that. But, yeah, at least I won't have to drive to Bloomington after that, where our Airbnb will be, instead of going all the way back to Indy. So, yeah, um, yeah, it should be a great week. Indiana Sprint Week is definitely the most fun week of the year, especially if you're a huge USAC fan like Dylan and I. Um, you know, that and, you know, probably SmackDown are two greatest weeks in non-wing sprint car racing, right? Yeah, I'm pumped. I get to go. I get to hit a Sprint Week show this year and a SmackDown show this year. So I'm uh, hopefully, hopefully both of those don't rain out. That would be my luck that I'd be in town and be able to go to them and they both rain out. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a great stretch for um, you know for USAC right now with you know Sprint Week and um, you know and then SmackDown at the end of next month. So fun stuff. Watch KT try to defend his title against. Uh, the best that non-wing sprint car racing has to offer in Indy. Um, you know, non-wing sprint car racing is the lifeblood of racing in Indianapolis and, and, and you know, in Indiana. And um, it's going to be fun to see uh, that week unfold. You can play it on Dirt Draft with our friends at DirtDraft.com. They'll have all of those games as they always have the USAC National Championship Series for both the midgets and the sprint cars. And uh, I think they have Silver Count as well. Um, other games that you can play this week on dirtdraft.com, um, Schaefer's Southern Nationals at I-75 Raceway. You can also play the Lucas Soil Dirt Late Model Series at Houston Speedway, which of course is on MAV-TV by Flow Racing. Was it MAV-TV on Flow Racing? 
I'm, I'm probably getting the wording wrong there. Anyways, oh, you yeah, can watch it on Flow on, on Mad TV. Yeah. I'm still like, I've been so busy. Like, I didn't even know that thing came out, basically. Like, it's just, there's just been so much crap going on. Um, you know, the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series is heading to Port Royal Speedway. Luckily, they got their ass kicked by Brent Marks for uh, an entire week at Eldora Speedway. And then they go right back to PA where he can kick their ass again. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to Port Royal Speedway and Williams Grove. You know, two tracks he's he's never been good at, right? Sh- just kidding. Uh, right. That was that was sarcasm. Um, and the All Stars are heading to Lake Ozark Speedway, July twenty second and twenty third. I believe that's also a Power I War event as well. I don't think you can play Power I War on Dirt Draft, but you can play the All Stars on DirtDraft.com. Great people. Um, you know, we love everything that they've been doing. I think it's awesome that they you can play fantasy racing games. Um, you know, daily fantasy or whatever you, you call it on dirtdraft.com. Uh, get their app and play along with them. We are also presented by Quick Pits and quickpits.com. It's your one stop shop for over 350,000 parts and accessories from the brands you demand truck, cheap, auto, ATV with fast free shipping to your door. Use promo co- code. Almost, almost got through it. Use promo code Flow Sports at checkout for additional savings. Uh, also, thanks to our friends at Sundollar and Sundollar Restoration. Um, Jason and Kim, they are continuing to support Zeb's career as he races for Rudine Racing. He's also They're also great friends of uh, Dylan. They have helped him in his career and also a few other racers. Um, they support racing, so we are very good friends with them. And they also support this podcast, so you should support them at sundollar.net. All right. Ready to go? Let's go to Sprint Week. Let's do it. Thanks for KT coming on the show today. This has been another edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing.